ramming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. One nine zero T Mac of the Spanish Announce Table. Uh, T-Mac's over there, uh, freshly having eaten his dinner. I ate my dinner, got two good workouts in. Two good uh, workouts Feeling in. really good. Nice. Two workouts. It was a jumping jack and a squat. <laughs> right? uh, noon was a CrossFit, and 7 o'clock was Glory Fit. I'm trying to gradually work back into sparring and grappling. Uh, doing that about once a week, but doing the glory fits, uh, three times a week. And then I'm going, I'm planning on in April, then going back to the old full-time schedule four times, uh, grappling and sparring, uh, CrossFit Monday through Friday, Uh, Saturday sparring, getting all buff. Well, you know, I, I have a goal, and even though I got deterred and got injured, I still have that goal of trying to fight. So hopefully before the end of this calendar year, I will get in there and punch someone in the face and hear uh, my friends and families and uh, fans uh, cheering for me in victory. That's the that's the plan. Nice. Yeah, I'll what have you been up to? I'll throw some money down on T-Mac. You should. Yeah. I'm pretty good. I'm not yeah. great, but I'm I'm decent. Uh, I've been living living the uh, single father life for the last week. Uh, wife is out of town uh, for work, and I'm doing still. Uh, yeah, uh-huh, until Friday. Ugh. How yeah. are you holding up? You haven't it's shaved, su- I've noticed. Surprisingly, no, I did. I actually shaved uh, just not in the last couple of days. Uh, no, uh, surprisingly well. Uh, I don't need her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, this this whole parenting thing—it doesn't take two. That's dumb. Nah, I just lock them in their rooms. I mean, ain't nothing. Right. (laughs) If you give them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, an iPad, and you lock the door, and they don't have a window to crawl out of, you're a great parent, right? You know, I mean, it's worked thus far. Uh, I said the guy who's never had a kid, (laughs) but yeah, right. That's what you do. Uh, No, nothing too crazy. uh, did get a, a dental appointment in there, uh, and that's always uh, the lady murdered my mouth. Uh, you know, name uh, your so, sex tape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Put on your gloves and murder my mouth. The uh, lady was, murdered my mouth. <laughs> that lady murdered my mouth. Volume four. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, like the the, the person who does the uh, the cleaning, right? And they get the scrapers mm-hmm. and stuff. For whatever reason, that you know, I, I either piss that person off or you know, they're just not good at their job. You know, and maybe hey, uh, outside of personal cleaning that you've been going through, did you fill out a bracket for uh, the March Madness NCAA? I, I have not yet, which is so what I, know, I normally have seven of these things filled out in various places at any given time. 
Uh, yeah, no, I've been so busy at work, and then with you know being the single father, I just haven't done it yet. I don't give a shit, but yeah. uh, I filled one out for five dollars, and hopefully, I, like the winner gets eighty percent of all the money that's yeah. put in. Yeah. I got North Carolina over Duke in the national championship game. You know, uh, when I was uh, old Cumulus there, uh, I won that every year uh, that I was there. Well, you should have told me your pick so I could have fucking put it. Well, I uh, sent you a picture. It was pretty good, right? Except for you uh, wanted me to have K-State win one more game, which shocker. At the least. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's it's a fun, it's a super fun thing to do. I always love doing that. I, I might do that if we get done at a decent time here. But uh, we've already knocked an interview out. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good one. It's great. the guy who wrote the rules of yeah. WWE. Give him some more details of the, of the WWE book of rules and how to break them. It's Jeff Ashworth uh, of Topics Media Lab uh, and former WWE magazine editor. Uh, it was a fun interview. Uh, we, we covered the book. We covered his time in WWE. And then, of course, our standard Cinco Preguntas. And that was fun. But we, we're going to do a little format change, a little mix it up on you now. Right? Yeah. Well, one thing that I've noticed, and I got a little bit of feedback from a couple people who are regular listeners of the podcast. And the three Ps, uh, I got a little bit of criticism about kind of double talk, right? So we talk about... The Miz promo on Talking Smack, for example, right? We talk about it, we talk about it, we do it in uh, Tweet the Table. We might have an email about it. And then I say, it's one of my three Ps. And it's like, well, yeah, duh. So what I've been doing is I'm going to state it in bullet point form in this uh, first segment. And then just let you know, these are the three things to be positive about. You know, a lot of negative crap can happen in the world of pro wrestling. But here are the three pillars of positivity. Ooh, maybe we call it that. That was a fun little word. Word word spasm. All right, here we go. The TMAC three Ps. They're all positives because you should all be positive. Uh Number one, Christopher Daniels as the Ring of Mm -hmm. Honor heavyweight champion. Mm -hmm. This was pretty great, right? He's never been a champion before. Uh, in his career as far as heavyweight champion. And now at the uh, young age of late 40s. <laughs> at the precise age of 40. Well, does, he, does anyone really know how old he is? At does 40 anyone plus. really? Yeah. <laughs> he, he looks like he's 30, can but we, we trust- know he's been wrestling for 20 years. Yeah, can we trust what he says even? Exactly. Like, so I'm just going to say late 40s. He's one of these guys that started at 14 but was telling people he's 18. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like one of those Dominican Republic uh, baseball players, right? right? They yeah. say they're 18, but they're right. really 16, uh-huh. you know, or they're 32, whatever. Right. We don't yeah, know. Right. We, we have no clue. Yeah. Albert Pujols plays local high school baseball here in Kansas City. He says he's 18, although he's like bench pressing what the coaches are bench pressing. Christopher Daniels is 74 years old is what we're getting at. Yeah, I mean, that, you, I wouldn't be shocked. Right. So that's P1, Christopher Daniels as Ring of Honor champion. Uh-huh. P2 is... The Mr. WrestleMania collection on the WWE Network. It's the Shawn Michaels basically best of uh, WrestleMania matches. It has every single WrestleMania match in this collection except for one. And I'll let you figure out which one isn't in there. And the greatest thing about it is 
feels like what's cool about it, unlike other collections, is he gives a one to two minute synopsis about what he was doing in this time period, in his career, what he felt about going into the match, how he felt the match happened. And then you get into the match where it's against Tino, Tito Santana or Kurt Angle or Vince McMahon or Undertaker. It, it's f- phenomenal. Loved it. Uh, so much fun. Okay. So that's P number two. P number three is now it was a news story, and we'll get into the news in just a second, but it was a news story a few weeks ago, but now it has happened. Lucha Underground mm-hmm. is on Netflix, season yeah. one and two. Pretty awesome. That is awesome. I think that's a good thing for them to get a lot of exposure to people who otherwise would not even A, know, well, or I've two, who have seen, heard. Yeah, for, just to use myself as, a, as an example, I've only seen YouTube clips yeah. because I don't have uh, the L. Ray Network. So this is going to be my first time ever watching a full episode from start to finish and not like a bootleg where it looks grainy or whatever. It's going to be legit, and so I'm excited to watch it. And the finale of season one is supposedly uh, pretty intense. Yeah, so, so I'm going to start that tomorrow and uh, get that knocked out soon, get, baby get boy. Some cheese whiz what? and some Ritz crackers and yeah, you know, just kick back. I'm going to get underneath a warm blanket. I'm going to put on Netflix. I'm going to get some Cheez-Its and some water and call it a night. Just, just for some T-Mac time. Lucha. What? Just for T-Mac time. Yeah, T-Mac time. T-Mac time. Mm, it's going to be fun. <laughs> All right, let's get into the news. Let's get into the Mother 11 news. We cover the four hottest topics of the pro wrestling week. There's plenty of other news. Go out there and find it. Sometimes I write about it on uh, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. I haven't done so lately, but there's news out there. You know what the news is, but we're going to cover the four hottest topics in the Mother 11 news. You want to go first or you want me to do it, T-Mac? I'll let you go first. Okay. I'm going to go first. And here we go. Remix. Somebody's got to fix that bell. There we go. It's not even a bell. Oh, no. I'm crushed. Uh, Crush died again. No. (laughs) Rusev may need shoulder surgery, though neither he or WWE have said so. The Big Show made a comment in a recent interview with the match uh, uh, interview that his match at Fastlane with the Bulgarian Brute was so quick because Rusev was about to undergo surgery rusev has recently tweeted that he is unable to lift weights for a few weeks which would support the rumor of surgery fw online is reporting that rusev already had his surgery and was hoping to make it to wrestlemania but that the rehab is not gone as quickly as hoped so we were discussing this whole oh rusev may be taking time off and nobody knew why Uh, now we know why yeah either there was a surgery or there's going to be and rusev Arusev, Arusev Crush, Machka. How do you get Arusev into Mania uh, without him doing any ring work? Backstage segment with New Day. Yeah, that's kind of it. Big E, Big E starts gyrating backstage. He looks at Lana, starts gyrating on Lana. Rusev comes in. What are you doing? The three of them come around. The segment ends with one of them sticking a popsicle in his mouth. Rusev loves popsicles. Their hashtag, it's funny. Yeah, Rusev loves popsicles. Yeah. If that fucking happens, that's going to be so sad. I mean, I can easily see that happening. That seems exactly like what they would do. That is exactly <laughs> one of those like, this is where we would put a commercial, but we don't have those. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Buy our popsicles. Yep. Right, buy our popsicles. All right, let's move on. 
It's the new pod of awesomeness. Pod of awesomeness. Well, that's ours, but I think you're talking Edge and Christian. Yes, you can count former WWE stars Edge and Christian among the latest WWE-related figures to jump into the market that is rapidly becoming oversaturated, if you ask me. Uh But the new podcast will be called ENC's Pod of Awesomeness. And uh, it'll debut March 24th. Uh, You can get it on iTunes and all other podcast apps. But here we go. We got Edge and Christian, who are very funny. Oh, yeah. Their their network show on the WWE Network was – or their – yeah, excuse me. I said that right. Um, Their show on the WWE Network was very funny. I loved it. I don't know how that's going to translate to a podcast. Yeah, I don't know. But they're witty. And they're clever. And both guys don't care that if they say, hey, you're burying Cesaro, for example, that that's going to get them any flack because they're edging Christian. What the fuck are you going to tell them? Yeah, yeah. two shits. Uh, No, I think it'll be be interesting to listen to. Uh, We'll see how it goes. We, we know well, one thing that I like about it is they're not old. I mean, they're relatively old for competing, but they're not in their 60s where right. they're going to talk about the territories necessarily. Exactly. They're going to, you know, they're hip. Yeah, we're going to get less. So there we are in a Ford Pinto driving down I-72 or whatever the fuck. So I got a old. page from Bill Watts. It said, I got my dick sucked. Yeah. And it won't go down. What do I do? We're running to Jim Cornette at a Denny's at a truck stop. Right, yeah. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, there is a lot of that in the podcast market uh, for wrestling, that's for sure. Right, so this will be a little bit more modern and uh, probably a little bit more on the modern-day criticisms and critiques and praise because they do love a lot of things like they loved cesaro they loved tyson kid so you know what yeah. i mean you're gonna get a different perspective i think uh from them but like i said this is oversaturation everyone has a fucking podcast everybody does and none of them are as good as ours all right <laughs> meanwhile on the t-mac world tour yeah give it to me Police arrested a fan in attendance of a WWE live event in Buffalo, New York this week when the suspect allegedly grabbed some ass. The suspect is being charged on second and third degree assault after improperly touching a female victim and injuring two security guards. Suspect reportedly even bit one of the security guards as they attempted to restrain him. Damn, man. You were that, that PCP thirsty? is a hell of a drug, you know what I mean? Were you that thirsty? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Buffalo. It's cold. What else are you going to do? You got to grab some ass, apparently. You got to go yeah. grab some ass. Stop fucking around at WWE events, man. They have big, muscular men there to stop you when you're getting out of line. I I could easily see them, though, be like, well, it's cold. We've been to the Walmart. What yeah. else can we do? Yeah. Let's fight some security guards. Well, how are we going to start a fight? Let's grab some ass. Go down to the wrestling match and grab some ass. <laughs> <laughs> They'll call it wrestling for nothing. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right, T-Mac. Let's get the final story. The 2017 WWE Warrior Award goes to Eric LeGrand. Who? 
Exactly. <laughs> Former Rutgers defensive tackle uh, Eric Legrand, who was paralyzed while making a tackle in a 2010 game against Army, uh, has become the newest recipient of the Warrior Award uh, for the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, this award will be presented by Dana Warrior, who is Dana. Ultimate Warrior's widow. Um, and he said, uh, quote, I was in complete shock when I found out. What a great honor. So he will be a part of this. And again, this award goes to inspirational uh, figures in media, sports, uh, entertainment, things like that. So uh, yeah, he became really popular when the injury first happened, and I remember him being covered almost day in, day out by outside of the lines, you know, ESPN 30 for 30, things like that. He's committed to walking again. He says it as sure as the sun comes out in the month of July. And uh, he's uh, he's really inspirational and in helping a lot of people, you know, realize that your reality doesn't have to be what defines you. So I like it. I'm excited to see what he has to say. Yeah, and I, and I said who earlier as a uh, kind of a uh, shout out to a little online spout uh, between some hosts of this show and, and some contributors. Um, but yeah, because Google, I, right? I, I, and I'll and I'll give you this: like upon first hearing the name, I'm like, I don't know who that is. But then when I saw who it was, and a quick run and like the quick bullet point of you know former Rutgers player, I was like, oh, okay, and now I know who that yeah, guy is. You remember? It. Um, uh, and yes, great thing. And, and yes, I like how that. It's going down the hole. If you've somehow used, you know, like you said, athleticism, entertainment, media somehow, and you've gone through something tragic and it's, you know what I mean? There's an inspirational story to be told from it. Yeah. That's kind of the gist of this award and couldn't think of a better recipient than this guy. And definitely, uh, I think him, I think last year was Joan London, correct? That's who it was. And then, uh, before that was Connor. Mm -hmm. I I love all three. I I mean, they're great, but I think honestly, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, hashtag tweet the table, or maybe correct me right now, Tim, if you, if you remember this, but I thought warrior was saying, I want an award to represent the John Cones, the Mike Kyotas, the Earl Hebner's, the the uh, Tim Whites of the world. I'm naming all referees, but I'm saying like the backstage crew, the people that don't get seen in yeah. WWE day in day out. I don't know. I, I don't remember that, uh, and I don't ever remember thinking that. So I don't know. No, but. I thought I remember him saying like. I think that there needs to be something to recognize the unsung heroes. They need to have the, the chimmel, right? They need yeah, to have the, the chimmel, the yeah. chimmel, right? I mean, how long has he right. been with the company? You give it to chimmel the first year, and then it's called the chimmel, right? Like, who gets the chimmel this year? <laughs> and then well, it's I like, mean, honest know? question: Don't you think those type of people yes. deserve to be in the Absolutely. Hall of Fame? Absolutely. So each year, there's that recipient of this. Hey. You may not know this person's name at all and, and for many valid reasons, but here's why he's helped bring you the product that you've loved for, you know, he the seamstress that You're did right. all of the stuff for yep. flair and, right. and Shawn Michaels and things like that. Yep. We don't know him, but if this was a true hall of fame, stone cold rock, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, they could all tell you whoever that person's name is, Sasha Banks. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So like, I believe that those people also need to be recognized with some type of an award. The yeah. Chimmel. Call it the Chimmel. Yeah. The Chimmel. Yeah, I love that. Right? It could be the Tony Chimmel Award of blah, 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 but it's the Chimmel. Yeah, but we right? call it the Chimmel. He's getting the Chimmel. 
Yeah. Who's getting the chimmel this week? That's what he used to say all the time on the road. All right. Let's... <laughs> Name your sex tape? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's take a break and come back and do some tweet the table. Yeah. You want to do that? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. That is uh, a fun interactive segment of the show. You're going to stick around to find out what it is if you don't already know. That's when we come back to the Spanish Announce Table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And... Australian money has been made out of plastic since 1988. com. This is Dr. Tom Pritchard. You're listening to the Numero Uno podcast in all of professional wrestling, the Spanish Announced Table. of the WWE Book of Rules and How to Break Them coming up in the next segment. But this one, this is about you. You, the listener. We're going to talk about your needs. Yeah, bring it up. We'll talk about it. Yep. Whatever you need to talk about in the world of professional wrestling, you get on your Twitter account and you use hashtag tweet the table and we're going to read the best of them right here. Any of your wrestling thoughts, right? Watching the shows, listening to the show here. If you have a wrestling thought, share it with us. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. Please. Please. At Mr. Fourth Row says, I met Austin Aries last year at WrestleMania Access. Only checked out his autograph and not his package. I promise. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag yeah. sure. sure. Yeah. I mean, there's no judgments on the Spanish announce table. I I just said sure right. whatever right. however you received it that's based on your feelings and emotions and not on me yeah. so I'm not responsible for how you act yeah let's not go around projecting here yeah right three people chime in on this one at Lady Undertaker says would hate for AJ Styles to be wasted in a match with Shane at WrestleMania hashtag tweet the table at bartender underscore all WC says uh, I haven't heard from bartender in a while says the backstage with Shane and AJ is so pre-taped that when AJ punches Shane while on the door, they dubbed in a punch sound effect. Hashtag tweet the table. Is that true? Let me go back and watch that. I never caught. Yeah, I didn't catch that. But that, that is, if so, you caught just, that, that's great. Like, Good catch. <laughs> At Chris Mercado 32 says, don't call AJ Styles a soccer mom. He'll throw your head through a car window. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, that's where this is going, right? It's Shane and, and AJ. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to commit to the whole firing angle by putting AJ in the WWE alumni yeah. on WWE.com. Right. I thought that was a yeah. good touch. The only thing that made... Now, I didn't catch that pre-taped dubbing of a punch. The only thing where if I'm going to disconnect my you know belief and buy into what I'm looking at... Right. You're going to tell me now that we magically had a camera inside of a random car to show Shane McMahon's head going through it? Yeah. That was the only thing where I was like, God damn it, guys. 
Yeah, that's so. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That was yeah, the that, only part because I was like, I'll buy internal, into it. Yeah, you, even yeah. the Fit Finley thing, I was like, there's not more people. Just Fit is here to help them. Yeah. Like it's your it's your boss and only <laughs> Fit. Only Fit. And then, fit. Yeah, so I was like, okay, what? Fit's a tough guy. Right, maybe yeah. you know, maybe AJ didn't want those old man strength problems. Yeah, but it was just try like some shit. Fit'll get him. <laughs> right, but that camera inside yeah. the car to yeah. show the head going through. I was just like. No. So, so not only a is there a camera inside the car, two you have access to the footage live. Uh, three, yeah, yeah. It was, it was wait just a minute I. That was the only part where I was like, nah, don't like it. I loved how it ended though. I loved how Shane was like, AJ doesn't have an opponent at WrestleMania. He does now, and then mm-hmm. off air. Yeah, like I loved exactly. that. Yeah. Um, here's one thing I will say because I watched the Bring It to the Table where Corey Graves was like, uh. Shane McMahon doesn't do anything for me with AJ Styles. I would like to bring up one of my three P's, and that's the Shawn Michaels Mr. WrestleMania collection. Yeah. And bring up the WrestleMania match he had with Vince McMahon. And if you're not entertained by that, you don't fucking like wrestling. True. And you know, obviously, they just did a backstage segment where his head went through a window, so it's not going to be a traditional match at WrestleMania. No. And if we're going to equate Shawn Michaels to AJ Styles and Shane McMahon to Vince McMahon. Well, what type of match do you think you're going to have? Well, yeah. And we've got uh, Shane McMahon with a known desire to take some sort of crazy bump at these events. And this year, unlike last year, he has a guy who's physically able to give him a good match and yes. not have a beer belly and a receding hairline right. and say, I'm going to walk around. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that I'm actually excited for the match. I don't think it's going to be match of the night in the sense of all time. Great. But I think we're going to get highlights and some cool spots that we're going to remember for sometime. I'm going to punch you in this corner. And then I'm going to punch you in that corner. <laughs> Just, great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Just don't step on my sneakers. At Theo75 says, Oh, man. Flow right of music at WrestleMania 33. Why are we being punished? Hashtag Cornette face. Hashtag tweet the table. Man, Flow right has got that WrestleMania gig locked. He's got like a oh my contract. God. <laughs> I mean... So there was a playlist uh-huh. at the CrossFit gym and it was just generic workout music yeah. and Florida is perfect for that. Tailor made for that, yeah. right? Right. But it was honest to God, they played this one, uh-huh. the this year's WrestleMania. Yep. They played another song of someone else. Then they played the Hey, I heard you were a wild one. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. The with the rock and yeah. uh Cena? Yep. And then they played another one, where, which was the SummerSlam, the yeah. Welcome to My yes. House, you know, that bullshit. Yes. And I was just like, these are all wrestling It's all songs. wrestling games. Yeah, it's Flowrider, man. Hey, if, if you're going to make money, might as well have fun he doing went it. went in and gave them the kilo discount on some fucking Mania themes, man. He's like, I'll give yeah. you 20 for 50 bucks. All right. Four people chime in on this one. Give him a Don West discount. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that Don West <laughs> is the agent who sold it. 
That's, that's the whole reason. Hey, brother, I got this artist. His name is Florida, or it's Flo Rida. I'm not sure, you but I tell you Florida? what, he's cranking out the hits. He'll give you 12 hits for a dollar. And if you don't like that, well, guess what? How about this? Sign him, and I'll suck your dick right now. <laughs> Need a jump start. <laughs> Four people chime in on this one at WIRCATA says, I agree ski with Detroit ski. <clears throat> Foley should fire Goldberg ski. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, at Theo75 says, Boo! Get off my flat screen, old leather with implants. Time for a bathroom break. Hashtag cornet face. Hashtag tweet the table. At Blue Kazoo 512 says, Mick Foley is on fire with his comments tonight. Savagery at its finest. Love it. Hashtag tweet the table at B underscore double underscore D says there seemed to be a lot of truth behind Triple H and Foley's word words throwing daggers hashtag tweet the table uh yeah I love that segment I did too I loved everything about it the only thing I think I would have changed and again you guys know me long enough and for new listeners I like to critique things and add my little touch to it is I understand that Triple H walked back into the ring with a crutch and Seth Rollins isn't 100%, but I wish that there was one more distraction by Stephanie to give Triple H the upper hand, yeah, right? Because it yeah. just felt like, got a crutch, fuck you. you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it seemed a little bit too easy for Triple H yeah. to just like, yep, now I'm kicking your ass. Yeah. And so I wish Stephanie would have like, you know, gouged his eyes or or did something and then triple h you know starts kicking his ass because i was just like really you're mm-hmm. just gonna just a just a crutch i mean i get it but you know what i'm saying yeah and that was even later on this this one here with the with foley where he was telling him like basically like hey i'm gonna fire your kids uh if, oh yeah if you don't yeah, shut dewey. up and get to the back sucks for dewey yeah oh my god uh that was that whole segment w- uh, was fun uh yeah and and i do feel like uh a little bit of uh, work shoot there in Foley coming Both. out of there, man. Because it was finally a promo that wasn't just generic and bullshit and forced out of him. I was like, whoa. Yeah, and angry. Like, it was more genuine. It wasn't like, force anger! I've been yeah, in yeah. this business for a long time. I have my teeth fall out. Yeah. You know, it's okay. We yeah. get it, old man. Jesus. We get it. Calm down. Two people on the next one. At Lady Undertaker says, by growing a small goatee, is Ellsworth trying to form a chin? Hashtag tweet the table. And at bartender underscore all WC says, Carmella is doing to super, or is doing the super kick too. Is this now the default finishing move in create a character mode? Hashtag tweet the table. It's close. <laughs> it's definitely close. Yeah, it might the be. old big log getting out there trying to grow a goatee. Yeah. You catch that? Daniel Bryan calls him the big log. The big log? No, says he's packing heat. Oh, yeah, got a 12 inch personality, right? Yeah, personality. I hope he does something stupid at WrestleMania. I could see him going into I wanted him more. I even said this when Dean Ambrose was in the shield. I love that sleazy character, you know, that like, oh, God, you just make me feel dirty. I need to take a shower by just shaking your hand kind of thing. Yeah. But it seems like he's not going. James Ellsworth, this is uh, isn't going into that role. It seems like he's almost going into a Santino role. Yeah. Which. Hey, if he can do something at WrestleMania where Natty puts him in the sharpshoot, you know, like yep. they all do something to him, uh, you know, it's yep. fine. Whatever. I don't yeah. care about that. Ma- it's going to be a 
pre-show match anyhow. Yeah, exactly. No, and I think it would be fun. At Lady Undertaker says, the WWE is becoming ravishing. Congrats to the late, great Rick Rude. Hashtag tweet the table. Yep, uh, and we covered that pretty extensively last week, but uh, Rick Rude in the Hall of Fame is... is hey, that's a, that's, a, uh, that's a solid Hall of Fame. Yeah, it is. I like this Hall of Fame class a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. At WIR Cata says, WWE ski sure know how to beat ski a pay-per-view theme song ski into our head ski. <clears throat> Holy fuck, I'm already over ski the green light ski song. Hashtag tweet the table. Seeing Man, that theme. sucks that you have to read that. Seeing a theme here from Cata. With the tweet the tables. At, four people chiming on this one. At the Iceman Forever says, TNA dropping some pipe bombs tonight. Looks like they are trying to get ratings. Hashtag tweet the table. At bartender underscore all WC says, best parts of impact, the monkey pulling Jeff's hair and the hardy sparring with a kangaroo. Hashtag tweet the table. At Mr. Fourth Row says, I liked that impact wasn't afraid to address their past and the WWE this week. Who? 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 Who's afraid? Hashtag tweet the table. And at GBL316 says, hashtag tweet the table. Keen on your opinion on the Josh Matthews heel announcer gimmick on Impact. Okay, so I actually watched. Ha ha ha, suck a dick for all you that say I didn't. You guys can go suck an asshole. How about that? No, my dick. I did watch. I liked the Dutch Mantel, Zeb Coulter, whatever we're saying. Uh, I liked it a little bit in the sense of, hey, guys, because I think his point, at least what I took from it was, hey, this is a place where stars can be made. Don't believe me? We had AJ Styles. We had Samoa Joe. We had Bobby Roode. We had Sting. We had Kurt Angle. Now, Sting and Kurt Angle were a little different, but he was pointing to the fact, like, all the guys you love on that roster right now on WWE, they were here, so we can do that again. And so I love that. That was a cool promo. The Josh Matthews, uh, Jeremy Borash thing. Terrible. It, it's not a bad idea in no, the sense of idea. what they're like a heel commentator being bigger than the business kind of he thing. Because they've that. tried that millions of times with Michael Cole, Jim Ross in the mid 90s, that kind of stuff. But it was almost like they were just yelling at each other. Hmm. Like it wasn't like a promo it was like a shoot but it was like a annoying shoot yeah, they're just they're not good at it yeah it, it, i did i like jeremy borash i would yes. take out josh matthews yeah. jeremy borash to me is great and pope he sucks he sucks real bad yeah they he's not whole, good at anything in life borash as the the main announcer play by play and find somebody else for commentary i don't even know who they've got but uh yeah the pope is terrible yeah, he's really bad. I would almost bring in – who would I bring in? Maybe – I was thinking of a Steve Carino, but I know he just took yeah. a job at WWE. But, like, I know he was at ROH and he did a great job. Yeah. So yeah. steal one of those. WWE has 1,500 announcers that are going to get fired here in, like, six months. Just take one of them, you know? like Or hashtag hire T-Mac. I could do it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, but Josh Matthews, his voice, I don't, it's not that his gimmick is annoying. It's just his voice. I just want to, I just want to fucking hit him in the face. Yeah. At Lady Undertaker says, he has a help. voice for print. Yeah. Couldn't help noticing Saxton's bright red socks on Raw, styling and profiling. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, he was read it out, man. I love it. Fun socks are the best. 
Four Life people, is too short for uh, white socks. Right. Four people chime in on this one. At Chris Mercado 32 says, that's the first time anyone has ever chanted for Dana Brooke. Hashtag tweet the table. At B Dana. underscore double underscore D says, Dana Brooke looks like an alien just took over human form and is still trying to figure out how this shit works. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, and then he followed up with, uh, I'd still smash though. Hashtag tweet the table. At Theo75 says, I hope Dana Brooke knocks that mole off of Charlotte's face. And oh, dang, what a blow to the mole. Hashtag tweet the table. At GBL316 says, hashtag tweet the table. Oh, yeah, Dana Brooke whooped that ass. Long time coming. Playtime is over. Uh, Dana. Dana, when she runs, it looks like a bath sud uh, expanding in a tub. <laughs> I like how uh, Beat Double said, uh, Looks like an alien just took over a human form and is still trying to figure out how this shit works. <laughs> it's like Men in Black. You know, yeah. the first time when that alien takes over the body and yes. it's like walking, it's like yeah. Dana Brooke and that thing should go on a date. Dana Brooke. Talk about walking. That thing birthed Dana Brooke. All right, I think we've got nine people on this one too, maybe eight. You know, she right. turned babyface so that Sasha can go heel so they can get two heels now on the women's Raw roster. That's why they're doing this, uh, I, I think. I still think Bailey should go heel. Nine people on this one. It's kind of two subjects, but throw them to one because it worked out this way. Yeah, Bailey should be the one to go heel. Yes, I agree with you. At B underscore double underscore D. Says Roman holds none of the titles and is not even the number one contender for either. How is it? His yard? Hashtag tweet the table. At Lady Undertaker says, would love to see Romans get sacrificed on the Undertaker symbol. Hashtag tweet the table. At Kitty first. Lady. Haven't really said anything about Raw yet, but old HBK is here, and that perks me up. Hashtag tweet the table. At GBL316 says, hashtag tweet the table. HBK in the house. Ski. Hashtag Raw Detroit. Oh, yeah. At Blue Kazoo 512 says, as always, I love seeing Shawn Michaels. It was definitely a nice surprise. That hit from Strowman to Roman, though, was intense. Hashtag tweet the table. At Chris Mercado32 Damn it. After that gong hit, I thought Hard Body Mahal had the upset victory. Hashtag tweet the table. <laughs> At Theo75 says, why is gender being hindered? Why is he being buried by Roman Reigns? I want answers. Hashtag tweet the table. At WIRCATA says, no, no, no ski gender. You were holding Rusev back ski. Hashtag raw ski. Hashtag tweet the table. And at the Iceman Forever says, Strowman just dropped Roman like Captain Awesome dropped that bottle of Boons. Hashtag Iceman approved. Hashtag tweet the table. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. Hashtag Damn. never forget. Uh, and that was, he did drop it like I dropped that bottle. It was just fast and just broken immediately, right? That's exactly yep. right. <laughs> Man, that, uh, that, uh, shoulder tackle or running right. from Braun. Jesus Christ. Him. Yeah. And, and Roman just slid right into that, like just that area between the ramp and the guardrail and just like, dang, just like, I was like, I would have might. had, I would have had, this is what I would have done. Cause even Braun said it to Shawn Michaels. He's like, if I wanted to do it to you, I could do it to you. Like do this to you. Right. I would have had him think about this. So he does that, right? Because this gets Braun over super strong. You have 
Braun fucking take out Roman, right? And so then he just starts walking, and refs are trying to like separate him to getting to Shawn Michaels, right? And Shawn Michaels is getting nervous and kind of like antsy, throws off his hat, you know, doing all this. Refs are in between Braun and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels goes for a super kick, whap, hits it. Braun just takes a step back and then looks at him. And then Shawn Michaels just gets the fuck out yeah, of the just ring. Just bolts out of there. Yeah. yeah. That would have been fun. Right? Because yeah. then it's like, oh shit, not even a super kick can take this yeah. guy out. I like that. Like, that would have made him look super strong. And it would have been a fun thing to see Shawn Michaels just throw a kick and run yeah. away. But yeah, Roman Reigns took a hard ass bump. That is. Yeah, for it was sure. great. I'll give him that credit. Uh, hard body Mahal, man. They need to, they need to run with this. I <laughs> do. I think so, yeah. His, think- his veins are. It's getting so weird and so like random in his body that it's starting to look like cuts in a leather couch yeah. where it's like, you know, where it starts to wrinkle up. It's yeah. so weird. He needs to run with the hard body Mahal and he needs to kind of, uh, uh, you think he should be the gym rat gimmick or, or does he go like, like just like bodybuilder narcissist? Yeah. I style. think narcissist. Yeah. yeah kind of just yeah. like a narcissist. Yeah. I think him and you get Dana Brooke to lose 15 pounds from her gut and those two be the narcissist couple, that would be great. I think I read somewhere too that she just did some kind of like strong woman competition or something along those lines. So that may be why she's bulking up. All yeah, bags. I mean, yeah. she's strong as shit and her arms yeah. look fucking amazing. Yeah. But that gut, whoo, looks like uh, a double quarter pounder got in there and hasn't left. But yeah, if he's hard body Mahal and just, yeah, just... Yeah. Like all into himself. Just like every time you see those two backstage, she's spraying water on his abs and yeah. he's just like looking up and like tanking it in. Like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, yeah, just squirt, squirt, squirt. Like you're rubbing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. At Lady Undertaker says, What's with all the mountain man beards? Show, Foley, Strowman, Harper, Triple H. That's a lot of hair. Hashtag tweet the table. The only one that I think looks really bad is Triple H because for a man that, I mean, looks like a million dollars, that beard is ha- has gray spots in it. And yeah. it's like, hey, man, just dye it Foley's looks pretty and cut bad. it. What's that? Foley's is terrible. Well, but Foley's a piece of shit looking guy yeah, i mean yeah. you know he what blends. i'm saying like yeah. <laughs> it fits because look at him yeah. he looks yeah, like he a came in with a super wreck. trimmed lined up you know what i mean <laughs> designer yeah. beard, it just wouldn't be right yeah Add but triple h looks like the you know but this beard has gray spots in it yeah. and it's like hey man you got a 10 pack fucking <laughs> dye your beard and trim it up you know <laughs> at b underscore double underscore Seriously, who the fuck are these love fans that always chant for Oldberg? It's their fault the shit is going the way it is. Hashtag tweet the table. You're right. Uh, yeah, you're <laughs> I mean, right. You're right. I, don't, I don't know who they are. At GBL316 says hashtag tweet the table. It's hard to build a big story in one month, says T Mac. If only WWE had the whole other show they could use. Hashtag 205 live. Yeah. If yeah. people watch that, that'd be fucking great. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> Yeah, they have a show to use, and it's still not working. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my point is proven by you right. saying 205 Live. <laughs> Two people on this one, at Theo75 says, a great way to start Monday Night Raw with Barack Lesnar. Hashtag tweet the table. At B underscore double underscore. It says, does Brock write Heyman's promos? 
I mean, he is mouthing along to every word. Hashtag tweet the table. What yeah, if no, that's the fucking swerve? The swerve. Yeah. It's it's Lesnar writing Heyman's promos all, this whole time. Yep. You can I'm the like, mastermind. Paul, this, say something stupid. Because when Paul says something stupid, it actually comes from Paul. You gotta <laughs> like, uh, you'd have to work on this for a long time for him to pull it off. But then you have this segment with Brock. Just well-spoken, articulate, running down his master plan the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's got, like, he's in his library with his books. <laughs> it's fucking Brock. And he's like, well, you see, actually. <laughs> that would be, just, yeah. yeah. He's well-spoken and mild-mannered. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and what the just, hell? Yeah, and he's just cunning and, like, it was strategic and not just brute for Yeah. Yeah, it would take a long time to get that out of Brock Lesnar. Two people on this one. At bartender underscore all WC says, damn, Maurice, that is some real angry behind that promo. Hashtag real talk. Hashtag tweet the table. And at WIRCATA says, fuck ski. I'm loving this feud ski between Ms. Maurice, Nikki, and Cena ski. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag SmackDown Live ski. Ski. Apparently he likes skiing. That's cool. Uh, apparently does. Yeah, so. Four people on this one. At Katie first. Lady. Looks like Rollins is 100% for WrestleMania for now. Hashtag tweet the table at B underscore double underscore. It says bearded evil Triple H is the shit. Hashtag tweet the table at WIR Canada says hashtag Triple H skis beard game is on point ski. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag raw ski at Lady Undertaker says hope Rollins is not hurt again. Please let him make it to WrestleMania. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. So clearly he's fine. Right, or yeah. else this, uh, I heard that he still hasn't been medically cleared, but he's can do physical activities, but not a match. So, and this, that's good then because this leads to, you can find out more and then go either way. But like, Oh, now he's really, that's injured. why I think they did the knee specifically right. so that I think their backup plan. And this is just me speculating and kind of reading some other reports from people is that, they want to go ahead and do Seth Rollins Triple H. Yeah. But for some reason, if in the final hour they just can't get clearance from either their medical doctor or someone that's, you know, they trust, they're gonna do a well, Seth Rollins got jumped in the back by Finn and Samoa Joe. And or not, excuse me, you know, they get he gets jumped by Joe and Kevin Owens. Yeah. And to replace him is Look up. Look up. Finn Baylor. Yeah. And Finn Baylor comes out and you get Finn versus Triple H at yeah. WrestleMania. At GBL 316 says hashtag tweet the table. I miss the old school 80s stables and I'd be okay if there was one today. Hashtag heel mouthpiece. Yeah, we covered this, I think, last episode. Uh, a lot of guys could really benefit. Hard body Mahal could benefit from a good heel manager. Yes. You know, at B underscore double underscore. D. Says, so is uh, Nia's gimmick just rolling her eyes? Hashtag tweet the table. Maybe. I did like the little comment that she said. She's like, woman. And she pointed at herself. And she's like, little girl. And she pointed at Bailey. Yeah, yeah. She's like, woman, woman. little girl. <laughs> she just stuck to like one word answers all the yeah. time. Ring. Match. <laughs> 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 no! oh, <laughs> two people chime in on this one at lady undertaker says 
Poor new guy. He got put on Jericho's list first day on the job. Hashtag tweet the table. And at WIR- What an amazing... Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. I thought we were done. At WIRCATA says, I still haven't recovered ski from the Festival of Friendship Ski. Great promo ski by Kevin Owens ski. Hashtag tweet the table. A lot of skis in that one, too. Uh, yeah, the, the, the new guy on Jericho's list. But what a great callback to finally get Tom Phillips' name right. (laughs) But then it's not Tom Phillips. I love that so much. That was a great, like, reward for paying attention. Yeah. And that's what – those are those moments where I get, like, excited. I'm like, yes, thank you so much for not treating me like a fucking imbecile. Yeah, exactly. Jericho's great for this. Two people on this one, at Lady Undertaker said – or no, that was – that's the one we just read. One, at Lady Undertaker says, like the pick for the WWE Warrior Award. Very well-deserved. Congrats to Eric Legrand. Hashtag tweet at the table. Covered that in the news. At mm-hmm. Chris Mercado 32 says, NXT and Raw are both coming to KC. Let's go to one of them. Hashtag tweet the table. Which one? Okay, be honest. Mm-hmm. Which one are you more excited and more wanting to go to? You got to go to one. Which one would you put your money on? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, NXT is likely to have a better product. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what do they got? Sanity, Bobby Roode, and Ty Dillinger? Yeah, I was leading to to Raw just because, A, it would be closer to me. Two, it's going to be longer, right? Mm -hmm. So now I'm already at a financial, you know, like weighing a cost-benefit. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, raw, it's hit or miss. It could either be a huge raw or it could just be shit, you know? So you're taking but remember, it's right after WrestleMania. It is, huh? So, it's yeah. just a couple. So we're in the, like, prime seat, baby, baby. We got but that also says the same thing for NXT because they got the show not, the night before WrestleMania. Yeah, that's true, but we got to do raw. I'm going to both, but I was just wondering what you were. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit more excited towards NXT just because I've never seen the product in person. So right. I want to know what it's like being there. I've yeah. seen matches. Like, when they did a house show, I got to see Baron Corbin versus Finn for the NXT title, and I've seen things like that. But I've never seen an NXT whole start-to-finish product, so that's what I'm excited for. Hit us up, Chris. At GBL316 says, nice bullet club swerve, Frankie. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag ROH. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, Kazarian turning on old Christopher Daniels and joining uh, the pew pew. You know, for being 62 years old, for him to do those uh, triple backflips, or what are they? Moonsaults, yeah, right. whatever yeah. we're calling it. Right. Moonsault, backflip, same thing. Uh, God, Jesus, it looked amazing. I mean, he makes it look effortless. And that's something that I just wish. It, he has that natural charisma and that natural in-ring presence like a Randy Orton, where it just looks smooth. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if he was the size of randy orton he would have been champ in wwe five years ago it's 10 years ago you know what i mean so i loved it it was great yeah i feel like um christopher daniels is one of those where yeah he he hit his stride way later than it benefited him you know like well and he he hit his prime in a time when it was we're going back to the big guys so cena batista Mm -hmm. brock uh you know orton they're so you're five ten and you're one eighty. Sorry, pal. You and know. Once he was started, I think it was like when him, 
and Kazarian were doing the bad influence and, mm-hmm. and Rude was involved. You really got to see some of the personality coming out in a character. Like when, when all that was happening, I was like, damn, man, if you figured that out 10 years ago, you might have been a damn top. Oh, rally. yeah. From a personality and character yeah. standpoint. Yeah. I think he figured it out a little bit too late because that whole fallen angel thing I thought was always yeah, weird. I'm like, I don't. What are you talking about? Like TNA outside TNA. of Undertaker and Kane, I don't give a shit about any supernatural things like Bray Wyatt is a cult kind of thing. That's yeah. why I'm intrigued. But when he gets into spirits and things like that, that's when I'm like, OK, time out. That's stupid. But if he just talks about, like, follow me because I'll show you the way, I'm down with that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but going back to Christopher Daniels, yeah, once he did the whole bad influence, that's when it was like, oh, I love this guy. You really loved him. I think that was, your like, your favorite thing on the show for, like, a, two months. Yeah, bad influence was great. Uh, and some of the stuff they were doing with Bobby Roode was, was yeah. real fun. And uh, yeah. what, the the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or something is what they were calling <laughs> themselves. Like, uh, or the, yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, that that was a fun a fun time. Yep. At bartender underscore all WC says, when did Gallows become ogre from Revenge of the Nerds? Nerd. Hashtag tweet the table. Nerd! Yeah. Uh, God, he's so orange. He's so orange that it's hard to watch. Those punches. That's the only thing I, yeah. I can't fucking stand. Whoever taught you. You have Seth Petrozelli in the performance center who – Teaches striking. Mm-hmm. You yeah. fuck. Figure it out. You mechanic. At, at excuse me. At Theo seventy five says, TJ Perkins, boo! Get off my flat screen. Dab yourself off of the stage, fake gamer. Hashtag fake gamer. Hashtag tweet the table. <laughs> Did you see his match with Nakamura no. on NXT? It was pretty good. Yeah. Actually, what, the funniest thing that I thought is Nakamura pulled out of a, I think it was a leg scissors, and he got up and he did his like whole like, hey, 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 like yeah. isn't that cool shit? But then he looked at him and he dabbed on TJ Perkins, yeah. and then he did his like little hand gesture, yeah. and I was like, that's fucking that fun. It was, was a fun I, match too. I'm sure it was. Like TJ Perkins is not bad in the ring, but yes, he's annoying character idea. Even <laughs> like, what is it? It's just it's guy. made for ten year olds. At WIR Cat, it says, God, I hope Ski Natalia wins at WrestleMania Ski, mainly just to piss you guys off, Ski, but I feel Naomi Ski, Naomi Ski will return and win. Hashtag tweet the table. I hate Natty. She's the worst wrestler on the re- roster. I, I mean, not personally. This is sure. pro wrestling hate. She seems mm-hmm. like a great person. The Shamburgers love her, yeah. and she loves the Shamburgers. And so, obviously, she's a high moral person with uh, great living standards and uh, is a compassionate, loving person. But her fucking character can go jump in a dumpster fire right now. She fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the like, fucking shit. I like how man. all of that was like she's amazing, great person, uh smells nice. Uh yeah. you know, just this long like 5 minute like hey, look how great she is. Uh but this character fucking just died. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, it's the I mean, fucking worst thing in pro wrestling. Just, just Worse than the Young Bucks, and I hate the Young Bucks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. At Chris Mercado 32 says, "Not saying Bray has been sane the whole time." But damn, he's really lost his shit. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, did you notice Abigail. he was like rubbing the dirt on him and stuff? I thought that was weird. He's lost sister Abigail, man. He's he doesn't know what to do with himself. Theo, it's in him. Theo seventy five says, 
Theofact. Seamus yells, Fa-Balah, which translates to clear the way in Gaelic. Hashtag tweet the table. Theofact. I love that. More of those, Theo. More of those. Well, let's take a break now. We That was Tweet the Table. If you want to play along, just please do so. Hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter. It's that easy. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Oh, we're going to do an email or do an interview. Excuse me. Jeff Ashworth, editor in chief of the WWE Book of Rules and how to break them. Tell you how to break them. Tell you how to break the rules. To break the rules. Get away with it. You win championships. All right. We're going to do that when we come back to the Spanish announce table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And sundials south of the equator run anti clockwise. Training Topics Network, deck This is the Mile High Magnum Magnum Dak Dak Rape Rape Dak Rape and you're listening to the Spanish Announce Spanish Spanish Announce Table. Welcome to the second hour-ish of the Spanish Announce Table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. excited well i'm excited for this interview this is um we, we've talked to uh this is about a book right around the wwe book of rules and how to break them and we've talked to uh an author before this time we've got uh, an editor with a unique twist on it in that uh they used to be employed by wwe yes well. a little uh twist right and that's we have jeff ashworth editor-in-chief at topics media lab you with us jeff i'm here yeah so this book is it's unique is one of the best ways I can put it after having got my hands on it and looked at it. It's 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 not what most people think of. It's more I, I want to say what do we what do we call it? Like a coffee table read, as it were. Um, I think there's some people that have described it that way. Uh, other people have called it almost like a a WWE scrapbook mm-hmm. um, yeah. or like a zine. Yeah. Um, I would say it's not uh, it's not a formal rule book in the way that you might pick up, um, you know, the official book of what's called NFL football, um, telling you all the different ways that you can deal with, um, a touchback. Uh, this is much more, um, I would say kind of curated over time. That was sort of the premise we were going with, Mm -hmm. uh, because WWE is a unique sport. So we were trying to create a unique rule book. So with a project like this, how do you start your research? I mean, this WWE has been around for 50 plus years now and, you know, all matches have been different basically. So how did the research start for this project? Well, I think the, the first thing we started with was a premise, um, which was we, as fans of WWE, we thought, yeah, it'd be really cool if we, did a WWE rule book as a book. So we reached out to WWE and we, we actually create WWE magazine collectors editions with them 
um, every 60 days or so. Um, so we, we had a relationship there and, um, we pitched this, this idea of doing a rule book and, uh, they were open to it. And so the more we started talking about it, the more we realized that if we really put in place a a formal rule book, we would kind of be painting ourselves into a corner creatively. Um, and not only that, we'd be painting the company into a, a corner a little bit because, Every now and again, there are rules that are sort of hard and fast, but uh, that they might, for whatever reason, not want to be set in stone. Sure. Um, so the more we started talking about it, the more we came up with this idea of creating a rule book that um, kind of paid homage to the rich history of WWE and how, um, as as a sport from the territory days until now, it's it's really evolved and. So many superstars have come uh, into uh, into the company and really changed the way the company thinks about what a match is supposed to be, um, what a match is supposed to look like, uh, and and so we thought that over time maybe if there were a rule book, how would that rule book have evolved to cater to and address uh, the unique situations that. WWE superstars often put management in, uh, and I guess management being the people who kind of have control over what the rules are and are not. Um, and once you start to consider that, you know, Vince McMahon is, is as much uh, a, a controller of what happens um, in the ring as he is outside of it, you know, he's the type of person who would want to have a rule book that he could change uh, on a dime if necessary. And so that's kind of how we came up with the premise for, uh, what the final product is, um, which is this, um, collection of, uh, company memos and letters to talent from talent relations and post-it notes and napkins and letterhead from a hotel in Atlanta and just random stuff that we kind of felt like would, um, speak to uh, just how disparate the uh, superstars who might help create some of these rules over time are, um, while giving a nice nod to the fans who've been following uh, following WWE for so long. So uh, I think one of the the funnest parts I enjoyed when I was looking through this is, and, and the forward by Daniel Bryan sets up a good uh, a good tree of, of information on how the book's going to flow uh, and. But it's almost like so there's this traveling pile of rules essentially that keeps getting added to. And then you'll see also where whoever was in possession at that moment uh, has made sarcastic comments or a reference that kind of alludes to who's holding it at that time. So little neat nuggets, whereas if you were a long-term fan and knew a bunch of the storylines, that's going to pay off big for you. How much – I mean, i got to figure, was there a – a timeline in an office somewhere that you guys were going back and forth? Like how, how do you compile so many things like that into one book? I mean, yeah. I mean, as in terms of process, this is probably the most difficult project I've worked on uh, because con- conventionally when you write a book, you, you start with a manuscript and you kind of, you put it together. Um, if you're the writer, you send it to an editor. If you're the editor, you're working with one or a hundred writers to kind of put it together and research it. Um, with this, it was a couple of people who are close to the company, 
um, who have either worked for the company in the past or are still working there in some capacity. Um, and we just started pitching ideas. We, we thought very hard about, you know, if, if this document existed, this, this big manila folder full of um, collected artifacts and ephemera, uh, from wrestling history, what would it look like and what would be in it? And, you know, we kind of started, I, I started with my childhood and remembering that, you know, uh, Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth had a wedding. And so if they had a wedding, did they send out wedding invitations? And so we kind of did research and, and actually the WWE graphics department, there, there were wedding invitations to Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth's wedding that we were able to, uh, to run. And basically they look in the book the way that they looked when they ran as a graphic on screen. So, um, then jumping off of that and saying, okay, well, if we wanted to create a rule around, uh, a superstar wedding, what would it be? And so we thought about that wedding as an event and it was like, well, you know, there should probably be a rule after the fallout from, uh, Jake the Snake showing up and, and giving a gift as a, a cobra in a in a wrapped box. You know, maybe there should be a rule that if you're going to show up at a wedding, you should give somebody a cobra. So we started thinking about it in those terms and kind of breaking out. And the more the more we thought that there weren't any rules in terms of how we would um, create a page, um, the the more freedom we had to create whatever we wanted, whether it was a receipt from Ric Flair's dry cleaner or a uh, piece of stationery that might have been drawn on by uh, Michael P.S. Hayes about the free bird rule while he, you know, thought it up at a random night uh, in Atlanta. You know, the more we started thinking about the rich history and the rules that are actually in place, really, mm-hmm. um, the more we were able to kind of um, use those as a jumping off point to, to create some uh, artifacts for the company. So to piggyback off of the Macho Man kind of invitations, uh, anything else uh, surprise you or stand out as far as the process of making this book? Anything else that kind of is memorable that you're going to take with you since this project is now done and out in the bookstores? Um, I mean, looking back on it now, I'm looking at kind of people who are reviewing the book or excited about the book or – um, you know, thought they were getting something that they didn't actually get. I will say this is this is a book for longtime wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for a like uh, a breakdown of what a triple threat match is, or if you're hoping to pick it up because you really want to know the ins and outs of the Money in the Bank contract and and um, you know what those rules are associated with it. Um, that's not what this is, and uh, it, it's much more an homage to um, wrestling history, um, kind of breaking out uh, various events and the artifacts that might be associated with them over time. Um, so I think what will stay with me is is kind of how uh, diverse the the history of WWE is, and, and what was really fun was to to be able to look at an artifact and say, what is this? Who might've seen this? What would their thoughts have been on it? Um, you know, so if we have Stone Cold Steve Austin's 
uh, commercial driver's license because he would have had to get one to operate a Zamboni. Although not necessarily. I mean, he might have just hijacked it. But, uh, you know, if we have Stone Cold CDL, who would have seen that? Who would have responded to that? Would Kurt Angle have needed a CDL to hijack a milk truck um, later on down the line to, to spray down an entire uh, arena full of uh, people that he was um, not necessarily a fan of? So um, kind of processing processing wrestling history um, as a ongoing thing that we can edit over time in the form of these documents that have handwriting and post-it notes and, and what have you. Um, it was, it, it was a liberating creative experience, uh, and, and a real, um, learning experience too, because we worked, we worked with a couple of the referees at WWE to make sure that the rules that are in place are hard and fast rules. They're real. Mm-hmm. And they, they exist to um, create a structure through which all the other storytelling takes place. Um, so we, we ran things particularly through a, a gentleman named John Cohn, um, who's been with the company for over a decade. Uh, and he was able to, to really make sure that we had all the I's and T's crossed on, on the formal aspects of some of the rules that we wanted to talk about. Um, and John uh, Cohn actually is also, uh, from Kansas City. We're based here in Kansas City, and he was trained by uh, Harley Race and uh, got his start here in the area. So we're really familiar with him. You're, you're Cohn fans. You're Cohn heads. Yes, of course. Yeah. So, so then uh, you is know, that what they call John Cohn fans? Cohn heads. Yeah, I, mean, I think we just said yes. That is. Yeah, well, I think we're going to go with that one. Good job on creating it. <laughs> well, now I guess. That, yeah. Now we have to. So now you've also you mentioned uh, you and your company you've had some open relationship with WWE through some business already, but you also uh, used to work at WWE uh, and worked on the magazine and some other uh, basically media projects. How did how did we get into that? Like how did that begin? Uh, writing for WWE magazine was my first real writing job, um, and I had a friend who worked there in the creative services department. Um, which is sort of like the in-house ad department. They make all of the posters and DVD covers and um, uh, things like that for the company. Um, And he worked there and uh, he was able to get me an interview um, with WW magazine. Um, And my first, that was, that was my first real writing job. Um, And uh, I learned a lot about, uh, writing, but I also learned a lot about wrestling. I, I was a wrestling fan growing up when I was younger. Uh, and then I went through a period of, uh, not watching wrestling. Um, and, uh, there are various reasons for that, which I'm sure people kind of come in and out. That's what's kind of cool about, uh, about WWE is you can, you can leave and come back if that's, that's who you want to be. Um, but, uh, Jumping back into it and and writing for this magazine, which is sort of like Maxim magazine through the lens of professional wrestling, um, I got to meet a lot of these superstars who were who were normal guys, and I got to interview them about video games. Like I got to speak to Kofi Kingston and figure out you know what what his feelings are about the new Call of Duty movie, and I got to interview uh, you know all manner of superstars really uh, working for the magazine. So how surreal is um, and that? And I did that I mean, for a couple of years. And uh, go ahead. Oh, well, well, how surreal is uh, is that? You're you're walking in. You're already a wrestling fan. 
and you know, like, okay, some stuff's probably going to be unique, you know, a little odd of an experience working for WWE. Uh, was there anything like that where just one day you're coming face to face with somebody you thought you'd never be talking to and you just, you know, I think the first time I saw undertaker backstage was, was pretty surreal. Um, meeting Rey Mysterio, uh, was, was really surreal. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it, any, it, all of that, they're, they're guys, they're, they're incredible athletes. Um, I think that there, there's this perception of, of what the superstars do that is, um, I don't know that, that they, uh, a lot of people only get to see what's on TV. Um, so, or, or now today, what's sort of released through .com or on various superstar Twitter feeds or what have you. Um, but when you get to work with these guys and, and girls backstage, um, you, you really see how dedicated they are to the storytelling that they get to be a part of. Um, and in addition to that, there, there's this physical component of it that is just absolutely grueling that I, that I, it's obvious, like saying that is obvious, but, um, you know, to, as a writer working, working for the company, whether I'm working on, um, a magazine project or, uh, like a digital project with a company, you're traveling every, every three to four days, right? If there's a pay-per-view, you're, you're leaving on a Saturday night and you're getting to, let's say Detroit uh, for a show. And then there's a pay-per-view in Detroit on Sunday. So you're there for Sunday and then you get in a car and you drive to wherever, let's say Chicago. So you drive to Chicago, you have Monday night raw in Chicago. And then the very next night you're in a car again, or you're in a bus and you're driving to the next show for SmackDown. And, and that's as, as a person who is based out of New York, like it started to drain on me for real. Uh, and I lived near an airport and I only had to do two to three nights in a row. These guys are on the road four to five nights a week doing live shows wherever. Um, and, and it's never acknowledged like the work that they put in for the live shows is never acknowledged really. I mean, it's acknowledged by the crowd who's there at that event that particular night. But I mean, they're all busting their asses to, mm-hmm. to put on the show for people who care about what they do. And for sure, it, it's, it's exhausting. And I wasn't doing anything physical. Like I was just hanging out, interviewing people from time to time and helping, helping with like Twitter back and forth. Like that was my function and I was exhausted. So, I mean, I, I tip my cap to anybody who, is with the company and, and, and is doing, um, night in, night out, putting in the work that's required to, um, you know, do, do the types of shows that they do. It, it's, it's insane. So, so in terms of awe, like I, I don't know that awe is anything that I ever really felt working with them because I, I sort of, I tend to approach people as human beings, no matter, no matter who they are. Um, but I, I will say that I, the, the level of respect that I had for the people who participate in, in WWE grew, um, thousands upon thousands of times. It's just the the work that they have to put in, in order to, to be who they are is, is insane. I mean, they're, they're going to the gym, they're doing like all the stuff, all the stuff that I'm like, I'm too tired to, 
make a sandwich. I'm just going to have a shake. Right. Like exactly. these guys, <laughs> these guys are going to the gym in the morning. They're going to the gym in the evening sometimes after they've already done a show. So you, like they're, they're just really nuts. Yeah, it is indeed. And it's a, it's a, it's a tough life for, uh, them to kind of stay in it and going hard all the time like that so you're clearly you've been a wrestling fan a long time you mentioned this so let's let's kind of delve into some of that we every time we have a guest on here we ask the same five questions to try to get uh, kind of a cross view uh across the industry of 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 wrestling fandom as it were so we like to call this segment Cinco preguntas. all right you speak spanish a little bit. <laughs> we don't speak that was five don't. questions. Yeah, no, yeah, we, we speak none of it. Yeah, I, I had to Google that and figure that one out. All right, so five questions. I think yeah, I forget this. Right, exactly. Right, that's that's the extent of our knowledge here. All right, so the first one is: Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Of all time, uh, probably Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good one. I I just yeah, I, it's probably cliche. Um, I just think that. Um, the, the time that he put in the matches, he, uh, created, um, he's Mr. WrestleMania. He's the heartbreak kid. He, he was a co-founder of DX. Um, so many things, uh, for the fans and for the company. Um, he's, he's probably my favorite, uh, like just as a fan, like watching his matches, the stuff that he did is insane. Um, so to piggyback so off of that, that what is yeah, your favorite? Yes, what is your favorite match of all time? Um, my favorite Shawn Michaels match, and I probably have three. Uh, my favorite Shawn Michaels match is probably Undertaker Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25, um, which is again like probably super cliche in terms of matches that that people say is their favorite but when i first started working at ww magazine and the, uh the guys who worked there found out that i hadn't watched wrestling in a while they were like you need to sit down we're gonna make you watch like 10 matches to just really kind of get you where you need to be to write here mm-hmm. and the first match they showed me was Shawn michaels and undertaker at wrestlemania 25 oh, yeah, no, like just as a match it was yeah. just it, it, and and it's epic, and the the build up to the match itself is is also uh, equally great. Um, so that's my favorite match as a fan. Uh, my favorite match, like I I hesitate to use the word insider because I I think that's unfair to people who actually are insiders. But um, having worked backstage, I think my favorite match while I was with the company and working. Uh, with the superstars was probably CM Punk and John Cena, Money in the Bank, uh, 2011. Yeah, yeah, it was a great match. Um, because it, it, not just the match, but like the build up to the match, and then the aftermath of that match. For me, um, you know, even even knowing everything I knew mm-hmm. about what was happening behind the scenes, I still didn't know what the outcome of that match was going to be. Right, you know, and the fallout and, was, was a good one. We, we that was a I was a big fan of that that whole scenario. So, so then, uh, let's get into this. Then, um, who would you say is your biggest influence in the business? Um, as in, in what sense? Yeah. See, and that's, it's a little tougher when we don't have say a wrestler or a, you know, but you worked in the company. Was there anybody there that maybe kind of, you know, helped your career out or, or kind of guided you in certain directions or anything like that? Um, I, I would say, um, Michael Hayes, Probably 
was the biggest influence on me um, while I was at the company working, working behind the scenes. Okay. Um, he's, he's just um, tapped into what's happening uh, with, with the superstars at, at any given time, uh, understands uh, match creation, understands how to tell a story. Um, storytelling through um, wrestling is not, again, not something I was really familiar with until I started working at WWE. But as a writer, you kind of have a sense of, of broad story beats. And Michael Hayes understands story as a producer in a way that you, you would really only understand it organically if you'd been doing what he's been doing in the business for as long as he's been doing it. Um, other superstars that I got a chance to work with that were inspiring, I, I mean, I could, I could list 50 guys. I mean, all, all the guys backstage were amazing, but I think that um, if, if it hasn't been said enough, I would say oddly for some people, probably the Miz actually is a real, was a really great influence to me because every day, no matter what he was doing, that guy shows up and is tuned in to what he needs to do that day. It doesn't matter what it is. He, he, he's always there, always ready, always willing to, to put in extra hours to make sure that it, it's off without a hitch. So, so you um, mentioned about you mentioned about being kind of the insider, and that was kind of you know you, you said not the greatest term, but this next question kind of goes into that. What is your favorite pro wrestling term as far as like heel, baby face, uh, skin the cat, things like that? What's your favorite wrestling term? Uh, powder. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know that we've. I don't Maybe think we've had it that one before. That's a that's a first one. You don't you don't know because you don't know what it means, or no one said that that's their favorite. No, no one said that yet. Yeah, yeah powder's my favorite because it's that's the dumbest name for what they do. In terms of, in terms of what they're doing, these guys are going to take a powder. It just means that like oh, these guys are going to run off. Right. Like it's been if they're in a bad situation, they're going to run off. I just think. <laughs> Hearing guys are going to go take a powder is uh, is great. I yeah, love that as an expression. It just it makes me laugh. I use it in in day to day. Yeah, it is. Um, it is fun to sit back. And, I also and use over a lot. And... I use over a lot as a uh, casually with people who don't know anything about wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Over. I, I do that too, and get people giving me weird stares, trying to figure out what I'm. I use over. I use um. I use oh, that's going to get a huge pop. I say pop a lot. Right. Um which means nothing to people who, who oh. haven't worked. Uh, okay, so, I'm, I'm sure it's used in other industries, but <laughs> so <then, laughs> there are right. a lot, I guess. So this fifth Powder's one is, still my favorite. So this fifth one is not really a, a question. It's more of a hypothetical situation. We're going to test your, uh, your creative skills here. We're going to pretend that we're all in a creative meeting. It's just the three of us, and we're booking you right over, to, over the top here, all the way up to Mania. And I need you to give me the storyline for you and my co-host T Mac. Um, okay. Uh here's here's what I do. I'm I'm not strong. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm a frail human being. <laughs> okay. Um so so I I probably already would be like a valet or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be someone's manager. Yeah. Um, I but I think that I would uh, storyline wise, I'd probably come out and and make a, a really devastating announcement to to the gang um, that I I've come down with some kind of terminal illness. 
Okay. Um, and it, it's very tragic and, and sad. And um, obviously when something like that happens, you know, everybody rallies around you. And, yeah. and, and my sort of last wish as a, as a terminal um, patient would, would be to, to have a title match at WrestleMania. That's, that's what I want to do. That's how I want to leave my mark on the company. Like and obviously there would be a lot of haters, a lot of doubters because I'm so small and so frail. I would right. never be able to, to have a shot at WrestleMania. Right. Um, but that's, that's my wish. That's my goal. So whomever I'm, I'm managing, you know, takes, takes this as their mantle and wants to make that happen for me. So Royal rumble rolls around. Uh, it's happening. And this guy, uh, comes to my aid, comes to my defense because I'm a surprise entrant in the Royal rumble. So it's me. I'm in the center of the ring. Superstars coming left, right. Everybody wants that title shot, that guaranteed title shot at WrestleMania. Uh, but this guy has my back. And so he, he's defending me left and right and making sure that uh, nobody can toss me over the top rope. Um, and and it, it gets down to me and, let's say, two other guys. And, and the guy that I represent throws out the last guy. And it's just the two of us in the ring for the title shot at WrestleMania. And he graciously steps over the top rope and eliminates himself so that I can have a title, title match at WrestleMania. Nice. Like and the crowd is wild. It's insane. All right. So, so then we get to WrestleMania. I'm facing off, and, and the, everybody's behind me. They want me to win. They want me to go out on top before I die, ostensibly. Um, and, uh, and so uh, for whatever reason during the match, there's some interference. There's some, some uh, shady business. The guy who I, I've been working with this whole time uh, interferes, and I'm able I'm able to overcome, and I win the match, and I'm I'm the WWE Universal Champion. I like that. So uh, the following Monday, Monday after Raw, there there's a huge like balloon party and all that stuff, and everybody's there. The entire McMahon family is on the the dais, and they're uh, congratulating me for winning. And that's when I announce that I don't have a terminal illness. You and jerk. And I'm not, I'm not actually dying. Um, and this, this whole thing has been uh, for me to, to get my name in the history books as uh, one, one person who's held uh, the, the Universal Championship. Um, and then I imagine I would, I would be beaten into the, to the mat. Um, well, then we would have to add by, a rule in your book that no one can fake a terminal illness to then get a championship. So that's what we'll do next time around after that storyline. So, so and that's it. it's the WWE Book of Rules. This has been Jeff Ashworth. We, hey, we can get this what Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and wherever books are sold per the uh, press release. I saw is that and still holding up. That's right. That's that is all true. Uh, and again, uh, we we worked really hard on the book. A lot of people have, uh, I, w- I will say on the record, a lot of people have said that they think the book is shoddily made because the spine is coming unglued. Uh, but I will say that that's, that's not true. We made a conscious decision to have the book unfold. It's called an exposed binding. Uh, the entire binding of the book is red, uh, which is in theme with the red cord that ties the whole book together. Right. Uh, we did that because it actually makes the book easier to read. So anyone who's complaining about the book uh, being shoddily put together because the the spines coming unglued is is unfortunately incorrect. And anyone who's complaining about the book missing pages, those <laughs> those pages were um, ripped out. I have to assume by the McMahon family after we published the book. But you'll find that the exact same pages 
have been ripped out of every single book in the exact same <laughs> way. Uh, so if you buy a copy of the book and you find that it's missing some pages, know that that's because that's the way Vince McMahon wants it and not because uh, you purchased a shoddy copy of the book. That's, um, that's so, so that's the things that I'll say to plug the book. Uh, we put a lot of effort into it. We're huge wrestling fans. Um, we did it for, for the WWE universe to use a company term. Um, so we, we hope that, uh, folks will pick it up. All right. Any, any last plugs out there? Any, uh, Facebooks, Twitters that you want people to follow or anything? Or? No, that's it. That's it. Just buy the book. Uh, you will not regret it. All right. Hey, we appreciate your time, boss. Thank you. That was Jeff Ashworth. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Enjoy it. Jeff Ashworth. Man, it, the book is fun. You said it yourself. You, you managed to gra- get your hands on a copy. Uh, uh, I was looking at one earlier. Uh, it's 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 a fun read. It's definitely, I agree with him, it's definitely for the older fan who would know a bunch of these storylines from the past, but it's super fun. You should go out and get it. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, like we've been saying kind of throughout this whole interview, it's something that's just going to help you pass the time. Maybe it sparks up some memories of storylines you forgot about uh, or gives you a little different perspective on storylines that are iconic, such as the wedding invitations for Macho and Miss Elizabeth. So it, it looks really fun. As I said, uh, I saw a copy at it. Uh, I saw a copy of it at FYE. It was uh, really cool. It did look like it was missing some pages, but apparently that is the case and uh i liked it a lot it was pretty yeah. cool so uh pick yourself up a copy come on with it all right we're gonna come back and answer some listener emails when we come back to the spanish announce table which is on spanish announce table.net and half of all childbirths in the country of the united states of america is funded by medicaid trainingtopicsnetwork.com This is Rob Schamberger, the Artist of Champions, and you're listening to the Spanish Announce Table. was cool like i said i've seen the book in person and skimmed through it and Hmm. thought it was pretty neat and a cool concept and now we got a little bit more info on how it came to be and uh pick it up again it's not like a read page by page take notes and remember and you can use it in you know a conversation later it's Mm -hmm. just like oh that's cool this is fun that's it's just you know it's a coffee table book yeah if you don't know what a coffee table book is read more books yeah, and get a coffee table. Are you reading any books right now? I am not. Uh, no. What was the last one that I had to read? I, I just finished know. the Harley Race book, and now I'm starting a book called How Change Happens by Duncan Green. I downloaded good. the Bernie Sanders book on my Play Store books, but I haven't read it yet. I can't read on my phone. Well, I mean, I can, but I don't prefer to read on my phone. I like actual pages and like highlighting things that I like to remember later right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I had a book uh, when we last took our last trip, but I didn't get much reading done on it either. And I don't even remember. It was a fiction, you know. Mm. 
My favorite books are autobiographies because my small brain can understand it. You were born, you did stuff, you died, or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, boom, boom, boom. It's not yeah. like, what the fuck here. happened here? And then, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was born in East. Yeah, yeah, I get you. All right. <clears throat> Let's do the emails. Tableshow at gmail.com. If you want to email the show, please do it. And if you want to donate to the show, that's the same email you would use on the PayPal, tableshow at gmail.com. If you don't want to donate, you want to get something for your money, go to cafepress.com slash Spanish announce table and buy something at the Spanish announce merch table. Right? Hoodies? Hats? Yeah. Hey, and if you have a comment too, send it to us through email and let us know what you want to talk about as far as making the show better, shortening up the show, making it longer, whatever you want to talk about. Let us get some feedback from you. Yep. Yep, you can send non-show emails, right? Non-show submission emails there. Just talk to us. We're friendly. Damn it. The first emailer, as always, is Katie the First. Lady. She says, Well. Boys, after a very eventful Raw and SmackDown this week, we have officially 12 matches announced for WrestleMania and possibly more to come. With two weeks left, which matches have best uh, have been built the best and have you excited to watch? And... Which have left a little to be desired and wondering why is this match happening? We're getting close to the big day. Let's see what happens with the last two weeks. Talk to you next week. Later, Katie, the first. Lady. The best builds. Well, outside of an injury, I really was enjoying the uh, Triple H Seth Rollins. I liked when he invaded NXT, uh, the initial turn, even though two months passed and then nothing happened, but it seemed like they were picking up steam. Then Samoa Joe comes out yep. and then that knee injury just kind of threw a wrench in all of it. Yep. it all. I think honestly, this seems weird to say. Miz and Maurice and John Cena and Nikki. Yeah. Well, I mean, Orton. I guess the Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho is yeah. the best storyline in pro wrestling, yeah. but Yeah. The Wyatt Orton isn't bad. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. A good one. Yeah, uh, this Miz Cena thing. I mean, yeah, it's all it's it should write itself given the two level of talent that we're dealing with here, even the four. Uh, you know, um, so, gosh, yeah. What's le- making you go? Why? Why are we doing this? Well, I, I've told you and the listeners time after time that I I think the WrestleMania SummerSlam Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble Survivor Series pay-per-views should be the best of the best. Not everyone gets to jump in. Mm-hmm. And to that point, why why I know we're going to do it. Nothing's been announced, but I know we will. Why do we have a SmackDown tag team title match? You're you're devaluing the match so much that during it you're doing live shots of Shane McMahon just walking around. Yeah, yeah. That's your tag team champions, and you're like, nope, nope, we gotta watch Shane Walk. almost leave. Yeah, nope, he's coming back. <laughs> like that is a that's useless, and so it's just it feels just rushed <laughs> as far as the tag team storyline. It just seems not rushed. It just seems forgotten about and kind of devalued. Along those lines, the SmackDown Women's Title. Hey, Alexa Bliss, just wrestle all these bitches. Fuck it. Why not? Everybody on the card. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like those two really sucked. And it's weird because SmackDown is such a good show. But those two, I was just like, that's bad. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, oh, he's reaching for the door handle again. Oh, shit. He didn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> we got a pinfall, but hold on. Shane's walking. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? It's your main event. And it was the main event, we too. Got- it wasn't like the fucking, you know top of the hour stuff I hate, to, I hate to cut you off t-mac we got a rush to the back shane forgot his keys he is going back into the locker room he forgot his keys needs to get his keys so he can storm out again yeah let's so check fucking in. dumb <laughs> let's check in let's see what's going on with him <laughs> now he couldn't get in because turns out there's another car just like his in the parking garage just a few feet away it's really embarrassing situation but now he's getting in now and he's leaving now and he's peeling out <laughs> meanwhile we got a two count <laughs> yeah meanwhile back in the ring is over we got to recap what happened all right let's move on <laughs> <It's over. laughs> let's let's go back to the footage to see how this match finished but before right. we do shane i think yeah. is going to parallel park let's he's, watch him try he's currently going through the burger king drive through Wonder if he's going to get the chicken fries or the Whopper. All right, Chris Mercado, 32. I like that fucking guy. Says, hey, Captain T-Mac. Hope you two fellas had a great week. Yeah, it was pretty good. AJ Styles is fired. What the hell? What's going to happen? Here's my ideal scenario. AJ Styles fights Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, obviously. Then AJ Styles joins the Raw roster. Good Lord, imagine the matchups. And SmackDown Live gets someone back like a Kevin Owens or a Seth Rollins. Because simply firing AJ Styles isn't the right way. He's way too valuable. Oh, and on a smaller note, will James Ellsworth still be around after Mania? I surely hope not. That's all for this week. Until next time, adios, Chris Mercado. I think there's God, money left you know in what I could see happening? Huh. Well, James Ellsworth, first off, I do think he'll be around yeah. after WrestleMania. It's easy money. But I'm sure they're not paying him a whole lot, and they get to sell whatever merch crazy stuff he gets into. You know, Right. Yeah. And he's just fun to laugh at. Look at him. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but look at him. Yeah. He's a dork. If, if, he's, if he's trying to get me to laugh at him, it's going to be an easy road. Right. Him. Right. The only thing that would help is if he had ski at the end of everything he said. Then he'd be a real dork. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, I think what they'll do is, yeah, I think a good thing to do because they're trying to ramp this up. Like a, he get, he got fired, fired. you know, he got moved to the alumni section of the WW.com. So they're trying to make this as like a top shelf type of thing, okay. not just like a normal street fight, you know? Right, right. So I could see, uh, AJ styles winning, uh-huh. right? Yeah. But he can't coexist with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. So they do a trade and they trade AJ Styles for Roman Reigns. Oh shit. You think they'll put Roman Reigns on SmackDown? Yeah. And then guess what you get? Huh. Next year's WrestleMania. If you keep the roster the same, you get Roman Reigns versus John Cena. Oh yeah. Yeah. The match. The match, and that's what you just build a year for, so, so is have, Roman Reigns, John Cena. You have half the crowd cheering for two guys, and then half the crowd booing for two guys. But it's those same halves, right? Like, <laughs> we're both booing Cena and Roman, and the kids are all cheering Cena and Roman. <laughs> well, be the really best weird. would be if just everyone booed. Yeah, just everyone <laughs> was like, 
<laughs> what is I I can't boo <laughs> just I don't know what this is. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, because you could have Roman on SmackDown, and his first feud could be Randy Orton. His second feud would be Dean Ambrose. His third feud would be Bray Wyatt, and then Miz, and then John Cena. There you go. Okay. What I don't like? Oh, and Baron Corbin. Yeah, it's true. Roman Reigns, like. Baron Corbin would be a good street fight. What I don't like, T Mac. What? Is this 30 Miller? What a dickhead. Uh, every time. God. Like, I don't know how to you get... You're the worst type of person. You're worse than a person who says ski at the end of their words. And that's pretty bad. Yes. I mean, like, that's an egregious thing, and you're worse than that. Yeah, you're excessive, and you're irritating, and you're a nuisance, and when I see you, it makes me realize why I'm pro-choice. Uh, you have horrible breath. You look like you stink all the time. Yeah. Your shower, I bet, smells like cheddar cheese because you're so yeah. fucking fat. Yeah, you look like you smell like B.O. right out of the shower. And you ain't going to do anything about it because you're softer than a sunset, you pussy. How about that? And and look, I, I printed off your email. Right? That means I went through the time to like click the print button. And waste my resources on printing this just so I can do this. Third emailer. <laughs> ah, and we're just going to skip right to the fourth emailer. Yeah. The main event. Hey, hey, what are the odds? Fourth emailer. It's Mr. Fourth Row. Hey. It's amazing. Mr. Fourth Row says, hello. Once again, it's Mr. Fourth Row checking in. So Impact Wrestling is traveling the past with the people they're bringing back in to make Impact great. And speaking of traveling, is it time for Impact to get back to traveling like they once did? I think if they want to become the definite number two promotion, they really need to consider doing that again. What do you think? Once again, that's my view, not from the cheap seats and not from the most expensive seats, but from the fourth row. Mr. Fourth Row. I think the people involved like Bruce Pritchard and some other people who are, are objective about their situation at TNA alludes to that being one of the worst decisions they did from a financial standpoint. Was, was travel? Happening? Yeah. I I think I agree with that in the sense of, man, that's a lot of unnecessary, unnecessary spending on a product that isn't there yet. Yeah. However, I do think that they need to get away from the free Orlando crowd because oh, yeah, that crowd doesn't yeah. give a shit. No, that's got to so go. So if you can – you got to pick a venue that people it's not free people are going to go to and i mean i i if you want to travel i definitely start somewhat regionally you know what i mean like if right, you were but here pick a yeah you know when you think of ecw you think of the hammerstein ballroom yeah. or the bingo hall or you know what i mean like yeah. you think of areas and even before tna got uh, their TV deal they were doing it at the like wild horse saloon yeah. or whatever right. the hell it was you know yeah not to go back there necessarily, no, but, but you got to make it a part of the thing. NWL goes to, to the Scottish Rite Temple. Yep. I know where that is. I know that they're going to be there. And the Casa Loma Ballroom in St. Louis, you know, like, it's, right. Yeah. So pick something and then just stick with it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and if you've got that's a few what I things here and there. So like, let's say we were running TNA out of Kansas city. 
uh, you know, we're going to make it a, a venue. We're going to make it a thing. It's going to be about that. And then, yeah, we may go hit St. Louis once in a while, or we may go, you know what I mean? Just go hit for some stuff. Well, and you make those shows your pay-per-view. You make right. the word traveling the, hey, don't you want to see uh, Bobby Lashley versus El Patron for the world title right. at Slammiversary? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's your travel. You don't just travel and say, hey, we're here. Yeah. Well, what's here? We don't know you guys yet. Yeah. You know? We got a series of mid-card matches for you all tonight. All right. right. That was the emails. And uh, I'd say let's do the three Ps, but we did that earlier. So, Yeah. I think up. if you guys like that, let me know. Uh, but I feel like uh, this week I tried to challenge myself and get outside of the WWE bubble because some of you tested my pro wrestling love. And so <laughs> suck an egg. That's what you get. And um, – I think it'll be good because eventually I will get back to that WWE bubble in the sense of like, what's the best things that I personally like Mm -hmm. and to eliminate that double talk. I think we should just bullet point it at the start and boom, boom, boom and kick it off that way. Let me know if you like it. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. Do that. Table show at gmail.com. If you want to email hashtag tweet the table on Twitter for the tweet the table segments. And, uh, you know, we're coming up on 200 here pretty soon. 200 again. Aren't we going to do the send us uh, your audio take and we'll respond? Yep, yep. Send us a. uh, If you hate me, send it in. If you hate Captain, send it in. If you hate both of us, send it in. If you love me, send it in. If you love Captain, send it in. If you love both of us, send it in. If you love wrestling, send it in. If you hate wrestling, send it in. You get the point? Send it in. Send it in. All right, on that note, write that down. Send it in. More details on all of that to follow, obviously, in the coming weeks. But we'll be back next week for episode 191 of the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And hey, something you can relate to: sloth sex takes only five seconds. TradingTopicsNetwork.com. <laughs> <laughs>